Panago Pizza presents S S D P P P the Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go. Well, another week. It's Easter. Happy Easter, by the way. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy. Yeah, sounds <laughs> like it. <laughs> I don't know, man. Is well, is, this Easter again. is. <laughs> this Easter looks a lot like my last Thursday did. Like, I don't, I, not a lot happening, man. <laughs> yeah, the funniest yeah. thing is people uh, reminding everybody what day it is. Because yes. nobody oh. knows what day of the week it is because it doesn't really matter anymore. No. Oh, no, nothing no, ev- matters. Every Monday, I get a text from Drew about, uh, hey, so this week's dang it is going to be, and I'm like, oh, I guess it's Monday. Right. I guess that's the only way I know it's Monday. Right. What do you? Uh, what are your dangits? There's no uh, sports. We're doing classic dangits. So we're doing oh. dangits throughout NHL history, and there are some really good ones. We've done three so far. What have we done? We did Patrick Steffen mm-hmm. uh, missing the the wide open oh. net. Oh. That's oh. the easiest dangit of all time. Yeah. Easiest. Yeah. Well, and then <laughs> and then there's Steve Smith scoring on his own net. I think in oh in the was, playoffs in in the playoffs and it was either in game six or seven. Edmonton would have had five straight cups. Yeah, did yep. they they ended up losing, right? They did. They ended up losing, and I think right. that was Calgary's only cup, or was that the year they lost? No, I think that I think that was the year they lost. Anyway, and then the one we did last week was Patrick Waugh's Statue of Liberty goal, which I didn't realize how embarrassing and terrible yeah. it was he got caught hot dogging he got that's the caught call right dogging he <laughs> did well and then so it was this hotly contested series between these two monsters probably the two best teams in the league one of those mm-hmm. series where you go okay this even though it's not the stanley cup final is the stanley cup final yeah and then so he blows it they lose two nothing that game the very next game game seven they have a shot at redemption red wings win seven nothing <laughs> seven Nothing. He had one more playoff run. It was the next year. It went seven games against the Wild. Wild scored game seven in overtime. Last moment of Patrick Waugh's career was getting scored on. I didn't know wow. that. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I want to say wow. Andrew One of the few Minnesota Wild playoff successes. It was, yeah, it was one of the few times they cheered for him. I bet, I bet they were in that series going, like their fans were like, wow, it's great to have hockey back in Minnesota. I feel like we're going to get a lot of this in the future. It was it was and the heart <laughs> it was the heart of the dead puck era because the the 2003 Anaheim Ducks were like we are the most boring team in the world and the 2003 Minnesota Wild went you want to bet and then they <laughs> met in the Western Conference Final Jaguar got shutouts in the first three games <laughs> wow and Babcock was the coach of the uh, of the uh, Ducks right, right? Anaheim, yeah. he was yeah he they, was this young upstart coach pretty cool outside yeah. of Paul Correa they didn't really have anyone they had an old Steve Thomas they had Keith Carney on wow. D anyone remember him uh, that that isn't what i wanted to start with at all actually oh, okay. i wanted to start with something else you said you have a story i have a funny story you know you know i've, I've mentioned pure later drivers and and all that because apparently we're sponsored by pure later ups and yes. fedex and all those delivery companies and everything not this studio uh we have our pure later uh they're Street hiring studio, studio. right yeah. that is not this one. <laughs> pure yeah. later. Right. we're hiring yes. right right pure i mean they probably should be hiring the amount of deliveries. The, could, the, could they hire some more, actually? Because Amazon doesn't ship to like mid-May now, and I need stuff. So, well, if you order on Amazon, it comes a lot quicker than the estimated day. I've oh, experienced, I experienced that this week. The, okay, that yeah, yeah. is true. However, I heard a tragic story. Mm, okay. Someone ordered my book. 
my best selling book, I should say, sorry. Right. On sorry. Amazon. By which and, metric? By <laughs> by uh oh just just the Globe and Mail and the Toronto Star, Jesse. Just okay. you know. and so it uh this person was very much looking forward to getting my book. They waited, I think it was a week or two to get it. It finally showed up on their door. There was photo confirmation that it showed up at their door. And the package was stolen. Oh, no way. the package was stolen off of their door. Here, I'm going to make the story funnier. That person was James Myrtle. Oh, wow. <laughs> what? He ordered my book. Your, your book? He ordered, he, I don't know. I offered to give it to him, but he ordered my book. Um, and he was telling me because he's on the Dangle Navy team <laughs> along mm-hmm. with Mike Stevens. And he's just like, oh, yeah. So your book showed up and someone friggin' stole it. On um, on the Dangle Navy team thing, Jesse, do you recall getting an invite to join the Dangle Navy hockey team? And not at all. Mm. Mm. About that, weird. Jesse, do you remember who coined the name Dangle Navy? <laughs> I believe Rihanna. we invented that. Rihanna. Did we not, Jesse, did you and I not invent the Dangle Navy? We invented that, did we not? We did. We did Which on has led an episode to, a long, long time ago. To countless people showing up in mm-hmm. Navy clothing. Sailor yes. clothing yes. to events and and, and anchors and everything, and we didn't get an invite to play on said hockey team. I don't know why we didn't even Jesse, get an ask. Do you like NHL twenty? You like the wow. game? It's okay. I enjoy yeah. the game. Yeah, it's a fun game. It's a fun game. So, just wondering. I'm just. I wonder. Wonder what we did wrong. Well, Where we can ask uh, someone oh. in this conversation okay, as maybe to we why should. we didn't get an invitation. Yeah, we're, try- weird. we're trying to keep the show to two hours. So no, <laughs> no. You know what? We do actually. I, I wish you were allowed to be part of more than one team because Dangle Navy's already got too many members on it. What and happened be- when you had zero members right. and you were making the team? That's I, the part I would like to know about. <laughs> I don't care about right now. I know I'm not on the team. I, That's I don't the know. Question. Sometimes, you know, when your friends are really mean to you and say you don't pass, you know, maybe you forget. <laughs> oh, them, is that know? what it is? Or did know. you just forget? I think it's that one. <laughs> did all of your new teammates le- learn that you don't pass? Oh, no, they're mean to me too. Okay. Yeah, no, they just weren't mean to me yet. See, I'd like to start a team, Jesse. Wow. Let's do wow. that. And I'd like wow. to start a team, and it just, I don't know what we're going to call it yet, uh-huh. but I'd like to start a team, you, me, Justin Fisher. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Is, is Ian Tulloch on the, uh, on the Dangle Navy? He is. Please take him. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Oh, please no. take him. <laughs> Holy <laughs> cow. Ian, Ian made his bet. No. He's joined the Dangle Navy yeah, team. Yeah. We oh, are not no, taking yours. Who is Ian bad? Mike Stevens. He, he can pull a John Tavares. We, Mike, we can't take Mike Stevens either. He's on it. Tic Tac Tomar's on it. I don't know who else is on it. Tic Tac Tomar. Yeah, uh, so, Mikey has been a good improvement. No, here, here's the thing. Remember a few years ago, we watched the pairing of Jake Gardner and Roman Polak. Sure, and we man. said to ourselves, what kind of idiot coach would prefer Roman Polak over Jake Gardner? Mm-hmm. Watching Myrtle play defense and watching Ian Tulloch play defense. I get it. I finally get it. Because Myrtle lacks ability, but he doesn't lack standing where a defenseman stands. Oh, gosh. Ian is me on methamphetamines. He, you, you play with four forwards, essentially. Yeah, here's how every game starts with Ian on left D and me on left wing. We lose, and I go, Ian, you're, we're switching. Because mm. <laughs> he's brutal. He's brutal. He's such a talented player. He's a wicked forward. Scores for us. He even scores for us when he's on D, and that's the problem. 
He'll be like, I got one after allowing like four to blow by him. Hey, Jesse, do you think Pete Blackburn would join our hockey team? Wow. I think so. Yeah, Does I he play? He wow. Yeah, I, I think I, well, he plays, he plays a lot of Call of Duty Warzone. But okay. I'm just I'm just trying to figure out I'm trying to round out our team so okay. we can go head to head with the Dangle Navy. We team. should do we should do one big match. We'll live stream it or something. Right. You really know how to tear the heart out of my chest. And, really. and you know, in an elimination Whoa. match, loser Whoa. has to de- has to delete their team. What? <laughs> what Best you, of seven. Oh my god, please. Loser has to delete their team. The team <laughs> dies. They can't play anymore. Can't play as a team anymore. <laughs> Team's dead. That is a. I'm not what sure if, you who want would to put win. it on the line. And I'm. By the way, I'm so happy I'm on Jesse's team for this one, uh, because I wouldn't have said that idea if I was not on Jesse's team for this one. <laughs> but we haven't. We've never played before. Like our team. It doesn't, oh, it doesn't well, exist. we can like practice and stuff. Sure. Okay, it's probably pretty yeah. good. I wonder if um, Sean. I wonder if Rammer, uh, one of the creators of the game, would join us because we know him. Oh, you didn't boy. invite him to Dangle Navy either. No, he's had us. He's hosted no. us at the EA offices in Toronto. That's true. Wow. So when people could like, get together. I'm just saying, you know, if we could find a few peeps. I know a guy, and you probably wouldn't know him, but I do know a guy that I used to work with on Breakfast Television who was in Division One, and I probably could ask him to join too. Wow. So I would. I, I'm up for a challenge. You got a lot of people there, Adam. <laughs> that's a lot of. How many people? Of, well, I know a guys. I'm throwing out names. We're we're doing an expansion draft here, Jesse. Do you so guys have a goalie? We have two. Oh, really? Guys who actually play it. Yeah. yeah, we have we have a goalie who's a pretty decent goalie, but he's a wicked forward, and we have a wicked forward who is actually a pretty decent goalie, if that makes any sense. And then there's me it who recently really started playing sense. goalie. And no, I'm you said the same thing twice a different way. Yeah, and also yeah. it's no, a video game, so you could just play <laughs> the positions. <laughs> no, no. Goaltending in that game is we alternate because hard. we're friends. We're yeah, friends, okay. and we okay. get along. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I'm just feeling like I'm feeling like we could find some people if I, I honestly think we should do a final el- elimination game. I think that would be hilarious. Yeah, if the Dangle Navy, Navy loses, they have to disband their team and wow. they're never allowed to play yeah. ever again. Or yeah. it could be a best of seven series because we're so starved. Oh, it would be way better if it was a best of seven. But we do yeah. like one game a night. So, yeah. Okay. The game is, this is when the game is, and everybody tunes And loser has to throw out their copy of NHL 20. Yeah. <laughs> you have to delete it, it off I'd your to, system. Delete it. Delete yeah, it from my hard drive. Yeah. Or, or in Jesse and I's experience, wait long enough for it to stop working on your own console. <laughs> yeah, just wait for Sony to shut you down. <laughs> Actually, this game you bought, no, it's not yours. Yeah. Listen, I'm just going to say as the, as the co-captain of the yet-to-be-named Steven, or sorry, Jesse and Adam team, the not-Steve team, um we are looking for you ringers so maybe we'll reach out to nash or see what he's up to and uh we'll we'll be the nhl not steves the nhl not steves yeah the (laughs) the 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 not dangle navy and uh we're 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 going we're we're doing pink slips like what they used to do with cars it's like if you lose this race uh you got to hand over your car so, yeah, too fast, too furious. Yeah, that's right. That's wow. right. Ludicrous. We're going wow. to Tokyo drift the Ooh. shit out of the Dangle Navy. Goodbye. <laughs> wow. So I'm going to make a new character that's me with like one of those nose glasses with a mustache. I am Neve Sangle. And- <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? Is that from one of those Fast and Furious? It, no. It's, oh, no, it's he's from- saying so he can play NHL again. Oh, it's me having a clever be Neve Sangle. <laughs> All right, let's see what we can do. Hey, so you know, obviously, um, uh, there's a lot going on in the world right now. But um, one of the one of the tragedies in hockey, uh, we found out this morning uh, in Toronto, 
Colby, Colby Cave, 25-year-old Edmonton Oiler, uh, has passed away. And it was sort of a – it was a shock to even hear that he was in the hospital. Uh, there was right. – well, they call it, from what I can tell, a brain bleed, uh, which seems like too mundane of a term for it to be scientific. Uh, but it sort of sounds like how it, how it is. Um, terrible, sad. Uh, they haven't said what the cause would be, and I don't know what a cause would be in that situation. Um, but a terrible tragedy and something that, um, you know, he, he was just getting into his pro years, you know what I mean? And getting into his life, 25 years old, you're just starting to live. Yeah. He just, I, I don't know if you read the, um, the post from his wife. I'm, I, I don't know. I hope it's not heartless to say so. I kind of recommend not reading it because I read it yesterday and I just started crying. Like it's, it's the most, it's the most heartbreaking thing. Like they got married last summer. They haven't been, they weren't even married for a year. Um, just got a dog in the fall. You know, it's crazy. You know all these things about someone you barely knew anything about. But um, yeah, man, just friggin'. It, it didn't, I guess I was in one of those moods where it didn't take much, but that, that did it for sure. He was an undrafted free agent and he grew up on a cattle farm outside of Battleford, New, uh, Saskatchewan. I have a friend from North Battleford and found his way into a Boston Bruins rookie camp and basically fought his way into the NHL and like scratched and clawed for every game that he played. He played 67 total games um, and apparently just loved the experience, loved being, you know, he's a, they call him the fourth liner with a great attitude and a real team guy. And just one of those things that you cannot, um, you can't replace a personality like that. You can't replace anyone, but you can't replace a personality like that. Um, and everything that, you know, when, when the, uh, when commentators and Don Cherry was famous for this, when commentators talk about hardworking, put your hard hat on and go to work. This is the kind of guy they're talking about. This is scratching and clawing your way to get into the NHL and live your dream. And, uh, Colby cave, um, was far, far too young. So, uh, our hearts, our thoughts and prayers go to him and his family. Yeah. He, uh, uh, someone he fought in the minors pospiso. I think was their last name. He posted a text conversation he had with Colby Cave. So I guess they got into a fight uh, and Cave knocked them out. And mm-hmm. and uh, he sent him a text right after the game like, hey, sorry, you know, hate to see that. Like, it's, you know, not exactly what I wanted to happen. It was basically the guy who got knocked out being like, look what a great guy who knocked me out. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, one thing that happens when, when people pass is everybody starts telling the stories of that person. And one thing about Colby is just all the Oilers just only have good things to say. They're all great. And about the who he was as a person, you know? Yeah. They just wanted to say good things, and all those stories are out there. So, yeah, if you want to relive him through those memories, I encourage you to do so. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. And if you can make it through that, his wife's post, yeah. it is quite touching. But as if Steve said, if you're prone to cry like I am, it's <laughs> going to be a tough one. It's yeah. something. Yeah. 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 And you know, um, uh, it's, it's tragedy on top of tragedy, obviously. Um, uh, you know, I, I actually think this is something we should do friend of the show. Um, and someone who's just an all around good person, Carolyn Cameron lost her, uh, grandmother to COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, every once in a while, I think, because if you haven't been directly affected by it and a lot of us haven't been, you know, maybe you've got somebody, you know, somebody that, that might've had it presumptive case, maybe. Uh, when you see something as stark as that, you know, somebody who was otherwise healthy, otherwise no reason to be passing away, um, passes away because of something like this, um, it really puts life in perspective for you. And Carolyn's post about it was 
um, very Carolyn in the sense that you could tell it wasn't, oh, it wasn't over dramatic. It was pretty straight facts, but you could just feel the hurt coming through it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Tough. that's, Tough, yeah. yeah. So that's another Tough, person right? we'd like to shout out today because, yeah. Uh, Carolyn and her family and her family are no doubt having a tough Easter. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, there's no way around it, guys. It's a tough time. It's a yeah. tough time. Um, yeah. When your own parents say to you, we've never seen anything like this, like anything comparable to this, you know that you're living in a, um, a special, in many ways in the wrong way, but very special circumstances. And that the next 24 months are going to be quite the adventure. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important. The fact that you're saying our parents are saying that people who've been around for 60, 70 years are saying in those yeah. 60, 70 years, this is the most craziest thing that's ever happened to me. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a moment in history. I was having a conversation yesterday with my neighbor and we were, we have a big deck on the front of my house that we, we split. And uh, so I went outside actually just to have a beer on my own and he, he came <laughs> out Nice. and uh, yeah. Cause it was like, I don't, I don't know. I was just kind of, it's sometimes you got to take a minute and, have a breather or whatever and it's also one um, of those things as an adult you remember you can do like but you surprise yourself you rarely do it though i can or at least i rarely i can do it. i can just have a beer i can go yeah. have a beer yeah i could eat chocolate for breakfast yeah I'm whatever, whatever, man. i did that today happy yeah. easter everybody right. yeah. yeah you could do that tomorrow i can do it tomorrow too <laughs> i can do it until i run out and then i can go get some more <laughs> except i don't want to go get some more i'm afraid you could drive a car if you want i you could ever all yeah. over the place <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. As long as you stay in the car, I don't think it's that bad. You just yeah. don't want to be getting out of the car. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I was having the beer by myself and he came out and he uh he said, Can I join you? I said, No problem. And Eric's cool. He's like the perfect neighbor to have because he loves history as much as I do. Wow. And I learned stuff from him. And so he's been in the neighborhood since he's been in this house next door since 1986. And we wow. start talking about uh about this and he said i can remember my grandparents talking about um about the spanish flu i can remember my grandparents talking about it. and eric's not a young man so right so he's you know, like what like parent our parents age roughly 50s, uh, 60s? Be, yeah probably probably about that yeah okay and and you know and then i would i remember i was talking to somebody about a month and a half ago up in in perth where i where i am often on the weekends and um this guy said, you know, when I was, you know, and then the pandemic at this point was on the horizon, but it hadn't hit. And, uh, and he said, you know, I'm really worked up about this because he said, when I was, he said, when he was younger, he used to hunt a lot and he'd go into the backwoods and, you know, the Spanish flu hit like a quarter of the world's population it was like crazy. And he said, he came upon a grave and you know, those older graves that have the, the crates around them so that the animals wouldn't dig them up. Have you seen yeah, that? Yeah. I think so, yes. Yeah, so they'd have these little fences around them so the animals didn't come and dig up the bodies. And he said he came across one that had, it was six kids, babies, in one grave, and it was all 1919, 1919, 1919. And it's, just, it's just one of those, yeah, it's, just, hmm. it's a reminder that, first off, thankfully, and hopefully this doesn't happen more than about once in a century, um, and with modern medicine, maybe we can stretch that timeline out. And, and number two, that this is not an easy time. And maybe, you know, I know that, you know, our grandparents went through World War II and their, and their parents went through World War I and there were lots of tragedies and lots of different backgrounds and that sort of thing. But that doesn't take away from the fact that this is a difficult time and that the entire world is sharing in this. And, uh, and we're seeing those numbers on uh, like a smaller scale, like in New York, where they're just burying people uh, by the truckload next to the river. 
I don't yeah. know if you've seen those images of them using like those grocery trucks to just take dead bodies out of the hospital. And yeah. there's numbers all over the world where now it's being suggested that pretty much most places, it's not even any one country to blame, but it sounds like a lot of different places are um, underselling the numbers. Like, oh, oh yeah, they of died of this. The resources just aren't available to count. Yeah. Well, I would like to think that's the reason. It's well, and there's yeah. totalitarian regimes who it's in their benefit <laughs> yes. not to do that. I mean, China hid this. China yeah. hid it. Well, and, and, and you would expect too. China to do that. That's what their government does. I mean, that's, that's, there's, no, there's no politicalness to that. That is what they've done. I mean, they arrested the guy who raised the flag about it, who was like, hey, there's a problem here, and they arrested him. Um, and, you know, have rectified that, I guess, in their own way since. But he died of it. The first yeah. doctor who, who was a, you know, and there's, so there's, you know, there's going to be a little bit of that. There's going to be underreporting. There's going to be all of those things, but it's just a, an important reminder that, that at least with Carolyn's that, that brought it really close to home for me. Yeah. My heart goes out to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was just sort of, it, not that I know Carolyn that well, but it sort of made it a little more personal. Does that make sense? So there's, there's the personal aspect there. And then there's also, I think people in Ontario probably know this story, but anyone listening abroad, you know, when they talk about like saving your grandparent or saving someone else's grandparent, there's a nursing home in Bob Cage in Ontario. And you might know it from the Tragically Hip song. And I believe there were 64 residents. And yesterday, the 29th died. Like, because there was just a crazy outbreak. There was um, the nursing home where my, my grandfather is right now. I just, I had a Zoom call with him the other day. He's 95. Uh, just it was his 95th birthday, but they had a case, and it's since that that person has since recovered. But you know what? He the whole family shitting themselves. Yeah, of course, because they yeah. don't know. And he's 95; he gets it. Mm-hmm. That's it. So it's, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Um, and 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 unfortunately, there have been some things that uh, that have gone on. Uh, and I, I, I there's no there's no good way to to get into this, but I think it's something that we meet, we need to mention. And, and I think, um, should have mentioned over the last couple episodes, but yeah, sort we'll, of be, monitoring we'll, be the, we'll be the happy, the, the make happy podcast in a sec. Like, well, yeah. Give, us, think, give us a sec. Well, this is, this is the thing. The, um, obviously the K Andre Miller stuff happened about a week ago. Um, as of this recording and people have rightly asked why we haven't talked about it. And there was no particular reason why we didn't talk about it. No. Um, and we just haven't. And I think I was talking to Jesse about this before full disclosure. I don't know how to, to broach this, to get into this um, or, or, or know what to say other than it's horrendous what happened to him. And we do know now, now that the story has developed, we do know that the FBI is involved in trying to find out what happened there. Uh, and if you don't know the story, he was on a group chat, New York Rangers, you know, opening, uh, talking about, I guess fans could ask him questions and people logged in. And, uh, and I guess people were able to get on the chat and utter the worst word in the English language in the chat. Like thousands of times. Thousands of times. And, and this, is, this is about a week after Megan Cheka was trying to host a uh, analytics conference. And supposedly it got hacked and a bunch of dudes in like clan uniforms uh, just got on there and started, you know, racial and homophobic. I didn't stuff. even know that happened. Yeah. No, it was well, a closed conference, wasn't it? <clears throat> It was it it, well. It ended. It ended up being it. I haven't seen video of it. I don't okay. think we really need to. No. But supposedly that's what happened. Right. That's what I've heard. Um, 
Anyway, I wasn't on it. But, you know, Jesse, you retweeted something from the Penguins in Black Girl Hockey. Yeah. uh, That I I loved your tweet about it because it was very, very hopeful. So if you could kind of repeat that sentiment and and tell tell us a little bit about, like, because, I mean, you, you said before the show, there's been a theme to this for this season involving hockey. Yeah, as a as a person who's a minority and a ginormous hockey fan, I think it's like I can't uh, watch these things happen without acknowledging them because I feel like acknowledging them helps change. It'll help spark the discussion. It'll help people realize that these things are going on to these uh, two people. And then so last week, the Keandre Miller stuff happens and then that happens on, I believe, Friday. And then Saturday, Pittsburgh Penguins did a a virtual meetup with black girl hockey, which included just a whole bunch of people on zoom, including uh, Sarah nurse, Kim Davis, Anna Packer, Bill Davis, and just a whole bunch of minorities and women. I thought that was just, it was a perfect contrast to the previous night because you see that, okay, that is in hockey culture. Those people are the outliers. Hopefully mm-hmm. now we have this example of, what we hope hockey will be that hockey is for everyone that we can have these outlets for people who are minorities and do love the game. So I thought it was just perfect to have that contract and believe that there's hope it's, it's, it's single people who are hopefully just acting this way towards minorities who love the game. Mm-hmm. And I feel it, it, it feels important to acknowledge it on another level because that seems to be the story of 1920. Like it started off with Don Cherry and then it went to Babcock with Mitch Marner, and then it went to Bill Peters. And it just there's an underlying tone of we're kind of, I don't know if it's, if, if it's weeding out the bad and that it needs to get to this level so the pendulum can swing back to hopefully a happy medium where hockey does become for everyone. But that seems that way. So if, the, if these events keep happening and then we keep overcorrecting and then eventually we land to somewhere where we reach where the hashtag becomes real. That's that's what I'm hopeful for. And the virtual meetup of Blacker Hockey Club and uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins kind of it brings me hope. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, it, uh, it, was <laughs> it it got man with, with the whole um, you know shutdown and everything sort of becoming the story of the season. You kind of forget how bad this one was. Uh-huh. It got to the point where I don't remember which coach it was. Um, but a coach got fired and the team had to be like, no, we fired him because of hockey. It was Dallas, Jim Montgomery. Yeah. Was no, I don't think it was him because he, he was fired oh. for mystery, weird reasons. Oh, it was alcoholism. They, yeah. They yeah. That. that was the one where oh, they said they? they weren't going to say, and yeah. then he did that interview yeah. with, uh, because oh, okay. that. Yeah. right. And, and then, that's why they said yeah. that though, because it was sort of mm-hmm. the, they, you know, a lot of, well, cause we talked about it at the time. There were so many people speculating. Yeah. yeah, it was it was two pronged. His his was basically, oh, don't worry, he wasn't racist, and yeah, then or, right. and, oh, oh, and he didn't sexually abuse anyone. Yeah, and then and, it was um, yeah. who was it who got fired in San Jose? Pete DeBoer. They had to basically be like, no, it was a hockey decision. Yeah. Same with Vegas. Oh, maybe it was Vegas. Firing was also a hockey decision. Oh, well, yeah, we yeah. we had to fire Gerard Gallant because we were just doing too gosh darn well, mm-hmm. and that's yeah, the we, way you fire yeah. Gerard Gallant. Um, that's just the fashion. Yeah. It's no, it was a. Uh, and it was but I'd rather I'd rather these stories come out and they be a media storm than they just go under the table like they seem they have been doing for the last however who knows long. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's that's created a lot of change. Like I don't think 
you know, I, where people used to say, oh, well, that's just sports. And I'm not talking, I, I don't know, I don't know if they did that in terms of racist situations, but specifically speaking to Martyr and Babcock, you know, which is not even close to being on the same level as obviously Bill Peters and, um, and what he went through, or what he, what he did to other players before he moved to the NHL level or what happened to Keandre Miller. But, you know, when it comes to the subject of just treating people right, yeah. um, just because it's sports, it doesn't mean that, that you have license to treat people like shit. And I group them in the same categories as just bullying and racism and just treating people fairly, you know, because it's supposed to be a game about fun and coming together. That's what sports is supposed to be. And if you're treating people like that, I'm just putting it to the side of the category of things we don't want in this game. That's a pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, you can't really disagree with that. I think, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the, um, and that's the hard part is there's been a lot of, uh, surprisingly, when you think about it, not a lot's been made of that, but there was a lot of demons sort of exercised from uh, from the um, from the NHL this year in terms of, and I'm not making any particular person the demon, but you know, there's a lot of things that came to the forefront that were pretty pretty ugly and needed to be dealt with, and uh, or at least named, yeah, you know, identified. Yeah. And that doesn't mean the problem solved, but I think no. I certainly feel like we're a hell of a lot closer now than we would have been if none of this had happened. Mm-hmm. So, and I, know, I think it's, it's good to look at it from that angle that we're growing as a, as a collective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and growing can suck and be painful sometimes. Um, it sucks to hear those stories. I mean, it, it, when we talk about this stuff, when we talked about the Bill Peters stuff, it wasn't something, remember we had Sean Fitzgerald on? You guys remember that? Did we have him on? Or was it Babcock? I forget. Had, no, he was on the day after the Don Cherry comments because I remember right. he was in studio when Ron first addressed That's everyone right. on home. Right, right, right. And that was that was a surreal experience too. Yeah, yeah. It's like and which incident, it, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. And watching it with Sean, who was so smart and so amazing at reading, is like like my problem with situations like that is I get too close to them and then I can't see the bigger picture. Sean's so amazing at kind of zooming out and going, okay, but what's the, what's the, the holistic approach to this? What does this effect have on everything else? And watching it and the insights and, and stuff that he had, you know, it was fascinating to hear him talk, but I have to tell you after the episode, it just, I was just sad. And these are the things that nobody wants to deal with, which is why they've been swept under the rug for so long. Nobody wants to face this stuff because it's not fun. And hockey is supposed to be fun. But if you don't face this stuff, it's not fun for everyone, which defeats the purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, you know, I think, um, I, you know, from everything I've heard about Keandre Miller, he's just an awesome guy. I hope that that is the last incident of anything resembling that, that he ever has in his life. Forget hockey just in general. Um, and I hope that this is one of those things, again, another learning experience, like the Megan Shaka stuff, like the Don Cherry stuff, like the Bill Peters stuff. Learning experiences for all of us even if we weren't a part of the situation, still an opportunity for you to learn from it. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, that's, it's a tough, it, you know, it's some tough conversations, but they need to be had. Yeah. Um, so guys, you know, I, I mean, it, well, I, I'm sick of hearing about this. So, yeah. Us too. So yeah. Help, help us, help us not hear stories like this anymore. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't be a part of that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's somebody else, and this is, this is also heavy too, but I would like to shout this person out. Brian Fraser, who is a STP listener and has been for a very, very long time, is currently um, fighting acute leukemia in Ottawa. Oh, gosh. And he uh, uh, more recently ruptured his spleen. Um, and he's doing it all without his parents and brothers being able to see him in hospital due to restrictions, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, there was some posts tagging him in it on his Facebook page, um, this week. Uh, but if there's ever been a reminder also to stay at home, it's, it's Brian, obviously, um, he's got to be in complete isolation going through all of this stuff. Um, and we salute you, Brian. It's a tough time for you. Uh, but we love you and we're thinking about you and he seems to be it's funny the picture of him is just him doing like the peace sign and he's got the, the heart monitor on his <laughs> on his finger <laughs> you're a fighter dude like just got through the ruptured spleen uh and that's that is not fun i have a buddy who ruptured his spleen it sounds like the worst pain in the world oh i can only imagine so yeah mm-hmm. man the guys that's a fighter and, and brian we yeah. salute you man thanks so much for for listening this long and, and keep fighting, man. We'll be rooting for you. Um, guys, to, to, to break away from, from the heavy stuff for a minute, um, sure. are you interested? And I want to I wanna know what you think. Are you interested in hearing about who is against the idea of the NHL jumping directly into the playoffs should they be able to get the playoffs started? Uh, I think, I think I know who you're talking about. Perhaps? You think you know who I'm talking about? I think so. Who do you think, who do you think that is? Wasn't it Connor McDavid? Uh, well, he might've been, but actually I find this, inter- this answer, um, more interesting. Okay. The story? person who's really not happy about maybe losing 12 or 13 games is Sergei Bobrovsky. <laughs> oh, not happy about losing 12. Or- why? Yeah, well, why? he said, I think it's not fair to jump into the playoffs because I believe there's 12 or 13 more games. That's lots of games. And right now we're in the mix. We have well, the opportunity to be there and they just cut it off. I don't think it's fair. He, he's, you he's can't just cut off where we are know. and move right into the playoffs. It's, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's I not think, totally wrong. I think he's 100% wrong. Really? No, there needs yes. to be something for the bubble teams. You can't, you can't Maybe, cut off the standings me, from where they are because the teams haven't played the same amount of games. See, here's the thing. To me, don't be a bubble team. Leave no doubt. <laughs> the Leafs are a bubble team. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're on the right side of the bubble. They're in it. They're on the right side of the bubble. So, Adam, oh, what, wow. do you, what, do you want so them, what do you want them to do? Well, first off, Bobrovsky wouldn't be playing Frig in the off, 12 or 13 games. You wouldn't have been playing. <laughs> okay, sure. Right? That's fair. All right. He's, he's played horrendous hockey this year. You got you to gotta get everybody to the same amount of games played, at least. Or you do what Frank Saravalli suggested and roll it back to 68 games, so, which I think I mentioned in the last show. So if you're a bubble team that won games 69 and 70, frig off. Yep. Too bad. Wow. <laughs> you also need, you need some sort of tune-up because you can't have guys just coming in cold and this is game one of the playoffs, right? So yeah, I think that'd be sick as hell. <laughs> I would love to see a bunch of sloppy hockey players playing it, but you're right. They wouldn't do that. I, I, I just, I, man, do you think it would be like watching a demolition derby? If you went right to game one of the playoffs? Yeah. Oh, like how? It would be bad hockey. Totally. It was, and would everyone... Everyone would pull everything. Everyone, yeah. oh, they're going to be totally healthy. Yeah, until like game three. And then it's going to be the Kalamazoo Wings against the Gwinnett Gladiators. For the <laughs> Cup. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be brutal. Hey, okay, here's, here's one. 
let me ask this then. Hang on one sec, guys. One sec. My dogs are barking. Oh. oh. I don't know oh. what. Here. Steve. Okay. Oh. Yes. Go ahead. No, no. What are you going to No, say? no. You want to continue? Yeah. Keep going. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> when, on what date, because people have been pretty optimistic about this. The NHL has obviously been very optimistic about this, or at least Gary Bettman and the owners. CJ was on last show, and he wasn't very optimistic about this. And I got to admit, I'm not either. Yeah. On what day? Mm-hmm. Are we going to finally just be like, it's canceled? I think there are, there's a question to answer your question. Okay. Are you comfortable with moving next season? Moving it how? Back. So instead it, of starting what? it in October, we start next season in January. How yeah. comfortable are you with that? Adam, Adam good? we're asking I'm about. Sorry. One dog gets started. The other dog gets started. They don't shut up. I have to I'm, go and. Calm them down and let them know that the squirrel is, is, is not going to impede on their territory. As much as they've marked it, squirrels don't care about how much they pee on trees. It's very – you're just sort of de-escalating a situation. There's, there's a lot going on. Adam, anyway, Steve, Steve asked the question, when are you comfortable with canceling this season? And I asked a question to his question, are you okay with moving next season back? I think is the answer to that question. Well, so the NFL is saying that they may not start games. Well, the rumor is they may not start games till November. Mm-hmm. That's the rumor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I'm, 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 I'm so pessimistic about this or I don't know if it's pes- pessimism or I'm just like watching the news every day and seeing right. the update. And like, there's so many things that are completely disassociated from what the medical experts are saying, like in Ontario, um, I think it was the education minister, Stephen Leachy was, was saying, Oh yeah, the, the May 4th return date, we're still on track for that. Every other thing that we've heard suggests that's nonsense. No, like, right. large events through June heading into July have already been canceled. So yeah, you're illegal in Toronto. That's He's not a only, date. Yeah. He would only say that because politically, they have to hold the party line until Doug Ford makes an announcement. Yeah. Right. So they he's gotta, not saying that he, he wouldn't. And, I, and listen, I'm no fan, but he, he is only saying that because that's what they've announced so far and nothing's changed because they haven't made an official announcement. Exactly. I totally get it. I totally get it. I'm not even holding it against him. But at, at some point, they're, go, they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. The 2019-2020 season will be canceled. I'm Not unless you're okay with uh, 2021 being started in January. Mm-hmm. Then you start this. Then you finish this season, say from September to uh, October through the end of October, and then you give a little off season. Then you restart in January. No, November would be great. Really November would be great. Um, I think Jesse might be closer to right uh, because well, we already know we can have a 48 game season that starts in January and have it go just fine. Right, yeah. it's been done. It's been done and recently. Yeah. Uh, that to me would be, that's probably on the range of more pessimistic at this point. November sounds great, but I think the 2020-2021 season is going to get moved back and possibly shortened no matter what. Yeah. Uh, the 2019-2020 season, I there's all these really fun ideas out there. And fun has nothing to do with the facts we can humans are remarkable we can come up with all kinds of fun and creative ideas but if we're not allowed to gather 
we can't do it yet. The the UFC had this fantasy that they were going to have like the, the friggin' plot to was it Mortal Kombat or there was another movie. Um, WWE. I was reading last night. Uh, they had WrestleMania, but now they're they're worried about suspected cases in the company. Yeah. I I just yeah, Dana don't... White was going to buy an island. And then he was going to fly in all the UFC fighters and they were just going to fight daily on the island. And just have them breathe and sweat on each other. <laughs> it like, who? So it takes people to run an island, man. Like, yeah. it takes... Yeah. Didn't... Man, you never watch Fire Festival? For, <laughs> come on, Dana. You never... It takes people. Like, uh, washrooms and, and everything. And yeah. what, do you, what do you think? What do you think? One person... One, you've never watched a zombie movie in your life? One person brings that shit to the island, over. Your whole, everything is over. And you're going to have a fight every week? Like, I, sorry, that's a, aside from the NHL. But mm-hmm. when well, is this? I, I don't think it'll finally get officially announced until June. And by that, yeah. I mean the day after the NHL. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not wholly convinced that you couldn't do the playoffs. It just depends on where they're at medically in the summertime. I mean, yeah. they're, they're not revisiting this until like June, right? It's just not even going to be a, a thing. No. Korea, we don't have enough information. People, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is that they're gathering. Now I read an article today that Oxford university, the head of vaccinology there is, they say they're about 80% sure with a vaccine that, that could be out by September. Great. There's a good piece of hope. I wouldn't pin all my hopes on it, but hey, nice to read some good news. It would be unusual for it to come out that fast. Sure, but you September can imagine that they're going to rush away. anything. They're going to yes. anything that they could possibly rush. They're going to rush yeah. it through trials. Hopefully, totally there's agree. no side effects. Usually, it takes 12 to 18 months. But I think we all recognize that these are special circumstances, and we need a vaccine like yesterday. And, so, and then there's also the route of if we get enough tests, then we can do a lot of more things. Because if, right. you, have, if you have enough spare tests that you can really much run anything and you could have people who don't have the virus doing lots of stuff because you can just be constantly sure. testing them. We're well, not at that place thing. medically either. If you're not taking resources away from hospitals at that point, yeah. if they get, because there's a lot of companies making sanitizer, masks, gloves, or everything that you need. If at that point you're not taking away from the medical professions, the whole point of flattening the curve, it's not that, you know, it's 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 not that this follows any sort of different trajectory. It's a little bit more infectious than the than the flu. It's it's trying to keep people out of the hospital and trying to keep the hospitals from not getting overwhelmed, uh, and trying to prevent things that what like what happened with the seniors home in Bracebridge. And so you've got to, or sorry, Bob Cajun. So you've got to um, you've got to have all the tests. You got to be able to sequester the teams. Nobody's going to the arena. They're like, so Nobody. that's out. So it's oh, going to no. be empty. Um, and you got to be prepared for, you know, probably a few games a day. Um, so, like, I would imagine it'd be like hockey back to back to back. I would think they would do three games a day. They're going to have to shorten that window to do the playoffs because the playoffs are like two months long. Here, I got, I got a question for everyone listening how many of you are so desperate for sports that you have been watching south korean baseball well they brought it back they did they brought it back in its empty ballparks and it looks and sounds pretty odd mm-hmm. but it is but they sports. did it they did it but my question is what happens when one player on one team gets it well i think that they've got the the test done and i think that south korea has been a model for 
mm-hmm. how you want to handle something like this. Absolutely. Like, they've done an incredible there's job. A, uh, there's a great Vox video. If you follow Vox on YouTube, you please go to their channel and watch the video on South Korea and how out. they uh, they completely flipped the uh, the virus going on in the country. There are some, they, they're allowed to limit some human rights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they have it, they literally have an app where you can see, okay, someone who tested positive for the virus, this is what they did for the last three weeks. So say so you can be like, hey, I'm gonna go check the app and see if they rode the streetcar that I ride every day. And you can go wow. and you see, okay, they were there on uh, November 2nd and that sort of stuff. So there are certain human rights things that they can do in terms of people tracking that we can't I, do here. But that, I, stuff, I, no. that stuff led to the virus being pretty much eradicated in the country. Right. So it's, it's a fascinating video. I'd highly recommend it. Yeah, I'm down with getting rid of the virus. I'm not sure I'm down with that bit. Totally. Yeah. But still interesting. Well, and like <laughs> I saw I saw this thing. They used cell phone data. To say, it was like one in six Ontarians or Canadians or something like that had traveled over the past week, which is down from one in three, which is great. And I'm like, man, I'm not comfortable with you knowing that shit. And also, you don't know that someone was traveling for nefarious reasons. Or no, like, yeah, that's not they're, fair. Like, they're not going to a party with Ezekiel Elliott. Like, uh, friggin', um, was, wasn't that like two of the cowboys yeah. got caught at, a, at someone's uh, birthday party? Really? No, I didn't see the story, no. Yeah, yeah, it was, I thought I read something like that last night. Um, like, you can, you know, what if they're a truck driver? Or what if they're dropping something off at someone's house, which is still allowed? Perfectly fine. Well, Steve, as a person who's already skeptical of technology, I can't. I didn't imagine you'd be a fan of any yeah. tracking. <laughs> Goddamn right. <laughs> but I, I have to tell you, Steve, it's my friend here anyway. My friends Dale and Boomhauer also agree with my skepticism. <laughs> um, it's it's. I think whether you like it or not, it's coming, and this is the perfect, uh, perfect way to introduce it. Right. It. I don't like it either, but I, I have a feeling that this is going to be stuff that. I mean, they, they have a lot more, and I'm not trying to get info wars on everybody, but like <laughs> they have, uh, they have a lot more information than you think they do. Mm-hmm. Well, they yeah. have a lot more information and you already think they have a lot of information. Imagine how much information they have. So, you know, it's, it's a, how it's, many people watching this tape up the thing on their computer? I do. Yeah. I do. Yep. I got a little mark actually under for my camera where I tape, like it actually is imprinted on the screen. My parents had to like rub off the glue so that we could have a Zoom call the <laughs> other day. Because cause we just assume there's a guy, like FBI guy is just like, <laughs> just watching <laughs> stuff and popcorn. Well, listen, uh, if he, if he sorry, wants to watch me, if he wants to watch me watch and say like, it. Netflix like this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thought you were going somewhere else with that, Adam. Oh, okay, or Pornhub. What's the report on Adam <laughs> Wilde? Still watching Tiger King, sir. <laughs> oh oh god that's Whoa, not tiger just, king that's not he, tiger king at did all did he just sign up for pornhub premium <laughs> i don't know it's hard to tell what is that what is that? also uh fun fact there is tiger king porn now is there because it's been a week in the internet wow now do they is do they is it the tigers or is it carol baskin and joe exotic uh, i didn't we all want to see together just i didn't look into it but you can go find the articles <laughs> oh my god, man. What are you going to do? Because it's been a week and it's the internet. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, and you know what's amazing is that they were able to do that. I mean, they must have broken broken quarantine to do that. They turned that around really quickly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. think about that. <laughs> no, I don't think it's hard to produce those, Adam. Well, I understand that, but you're not allowed to get together with people. So well, how did you do it? What if you already live with them in your in your oh. frisky and whatnot, Adam Wild? What what if? I hadn't thought about. I mean, that. we all got cameras. The FBI's watching us through them right now. You just press record, get down, and upload that. Put up, get some tiger makeup. Damn, we. I bet we would get a lot more views on our videos if we did that, guys. For sure. Should we, should we start uploading the podcast to Pornhub? Can we? I. We could just make an account. Why not? Why, no, not? why not? Why, <laughs> why, why not? Why not? I don't why care. Why not? Why not? I, I, I think we might have an idea. Yo, uh, there was a, I think there was a radio station in Toronto here that actually did ads on, on Pornhub and it was really funny. Oh, yeah. And I think they had like, they were like, it was a little bit more of a male skewing radio station, but they like, they're like, here's a towel, clean yourself off. <laughs> Adam, uh, here, sorry, this is Radio 101, man. Can you, can you back up and explain to everyone what Pornhub is, please? Uh, it's a, it's a, uh, uh, an exotic site. Big uh, sorry, cats. Erotic, for erotic big cats. Erotic sites where you get to watch all the videos that your heart desires for free. Oh. For free. Sometimes so it's, can... like, it's like YouTube then. It's like YouTube, but for porn. And in fact, Jesse, what was the story you were telling me that Pornhub called out YouTube for stealing some of their, their technology? Oh, so no. One thing we learned <laughs> in school, fun fact, in is school. that if you want to, the, uh, por- the porn industry is always the front runner for uh, video. It so is. all of the all of the like streaming technology that you see usually starts somewhere like Pornhub, and one of the ones was uh, you, if you put your if you put your mouse over the the scrub the scrubber the little cursor there you, there's a little preview that pops up you'll see like a thumbnail and then YouTube took that technology and a lot of the live streaming stuff that also comes from porn so yeah if you ever want to know where video is headed uh, porn is the first to place to have 4K on the internet. So if you ever want to see where videos are heading, go to porn, and then it usually comes afterwards to the rest of. Uh, Do you want to roll it way back? Because back in the day, when VCRs were five hundred dollars in nineteen eighties dollars, the only thing you could buy for them were workout videos and porn videos. That was there the reason go. people had them, so they didn't have to go to the movie theater to watch porn. They could stay at home, buy it, and watch it whenever they wanted. And from what I understand, and again, I, my, my history on this is a bit foggy, Betamax and VCR sort of went head to head and Betamax was the better technology. Betamax lost. Be- Betamax lost and not the full reason, but part of it was the content available on VCRs was greater, easier to produce, and it, the audience went towards that because of the pornography videos. And in fact, there was like a, there was a workout video. I think it was like Suzanne Summers made a, a workout video in like 1980 and put it on VCR or, or on like a on VCR, like a tape cassette. And they said, what are you doing? Why would you put that on VCR? Like that's for porn. And she's like, well, but we think we could use it for something else. And she like sold like 20 million of these workout tapes for people at home. So, because it was so associated with porn that people wouldn't put like anything on them. It's crazy. Some dude with a big gut getting out of his car. Hey, how? <laughs> you gonna be watching some workout videos yeah you know just working on it ted it's crazy uh, trying to get in shape for summer it's july yep well here's something for the uh future 
whenever mm-hmm. uh, the world breaks through on like the uncanny valley, the uh, the place between you recognizing that something is a robot and something is a human, it's gonna first happen in porn. Because someone is going to, somebody is going to invent a great sex robot and it's going to feel like a human. Wow. That's they, they say we're not far off that. There's no, like, like it's going to have emotions, like, like a mm-hmm. simulated okay. ones. Yeah. Or VR, it's going to happen somewhere, somewhere in VR through AI, you know, but it's first going to happen in porn. So it's wild stuff, man. Keep funding right. the porn industry. I think this is the first in-depth conversation <laughs> we've had on porn in this show's history, which is pretty interesting. You no, know, maybe. well it's i mean you it's funny what like it is sort of funny that that's the industry that is always under the most pressure to innovate so Mm -hmm. they create amazing things with extremely low budgets and then everybody else with a big budget and a little bit more mainstream or a little bit more accepted by society family friendly family friendly (laughs) comes in and steals all the shit that they came up with it's i think that's really interesting and it's funny, that's normally how life is, but the, the, they've all taken- the, All these movie executives sending, sending texts at like past midnight, like, I just had a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. Oh, 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 did you wake up from a dream? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, had a, I had cheese before bed. Listen, shut up. It's called- Doesn't matter. You know, you know that little bar at the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> what if- what if we, Oh my you can see a little video preview. I just came up with it. <laughs> How do you pitch that at the YouTube head offices? Wow, where did you come up with this idea? Well, I can't take full credit. Well, <laughs> is Hulu or I can't remember where. It's, listen, it's a great idea. <laughs> we got to be doing it. Listen, shut up. Yeah. Listen, listen we're, we're an answers company, not a questions one. Can, can you right. please just accept my mm-hmm. answer? That's right. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I, I don't know how we got on this conversation. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Me, <don't> neither. <laughs> Me neither. Me <laughs> neither. But I was wondering today, because not a lot of hockey news uh, broke outside of what we obviously mentioned earlier in the show. Do we want to do a bit of an extended press conference? Are we down with that? Jesse? Oh, yeah. We can accommodate such a thing. Yes, yes, yes. All right, let's do it. The presser. Press conference. If we do a press conference. We get 25 delicious minutes of press conference ahead of us here. If so, we're starting oh. off with a press conference, you know where we have to start. Mm. We have to start with Adam's History Corner. Yay. Now, I have a backlog of like 5 million questions from listeners. But okay. today, we have to do a little swerve around those questions. Because mm-hmm. uh, Bill Maher said something uh, outlandish uh, last night. He's he known to do that. that. Weird. He said that we should call uh, the coronavirus the Chinese flu. Now, that is not the point I'm trying to make. Jesse believes that, by the way. Jesse believes that. I don't at all. Jesse said, please, let's call it that. I don't at all. But pre-show, we were talking about... about Jesse, racist. Racist. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Especially when it comes to sickness. So anyway, Mm, sorry, Jesse. Factual. Please spit your racist information on our show. We like that here. So we were talking. About we were just that. talking about porn. Now it's racism. So, so right. we were talking about racism. We were talking about the Spanish flu. Yes. And Adam brought up an interesting point about how the Spanish flu isn't from Spain. 
was not from Spain or something. Yeah. So you, you guys wanted, know this story? You wanted to talk about that a little and not anything to do with ba- Bill Maher's racism. Well, yeah. Well, okay. So listen, I'm full disclosure. I fucking think that real time, uh, his show is very, very thought provoking, but he's a fucking lunatic. Um, and I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that he says, and that especially is bullshit. And I'll tell you why. How many times during show prep do you think he just goes, how about this? And he just like, yeah, comes up with some fucking bullshit. You know, like anybody else, that's what they're paid to do is to be like, to they're crazy. So they're paid to be crazy. Right. Uh, this is the kind of crazy that sells. Um, and, and I think in this particular case, there's first off, I don't know if anybody knows this, but China is sort of a big place. Is it? So the first place that it really, this virus really took off was Wuhan. But there is, and, and, and it spread very quickly from there. But Wuhan is a city center where people come and go all the time. And as much as they say they know about this, they're going to be studying this for 20, 30, 40 years. Don't be surprised if in the same way that the Spanish flu was not Spanish, that this did not originate in China. Don't be surprised. It may have originated in China. It may have originated from the bat soup thing that they were all talking about. Because China has said, no more eating wild animals, dogs or pets. They've changed all the rules on that. Like changed all the yeah, rules. Vietnam with that rule. Because the world has pressured them into doing it. By they the way, had changed it in the past. And then they, once the world stopped watching, they changed it back. Oh, so is that whole, what happened? Yeah, yeah. So this happened wow. with the... Uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was the avian bird flu, which also originated yes. from the uh, like a Chinese region. And then they were pressured by international pressures to switch the rules. And they did for like almost a decade. And then once people stopped paying attention, they kind of switched it back. And then now they have to do it again. So right. hopefully they stick with it. Right. So the reason I don't like diseases being named after parts of the world or groups of people is because it creates, it puts a gigantic target on their back. Maybe not for you and I, like maybe we wouldn't be, well, I'm going to be, I'm going to go. There are people out there who would be like, oh, it's the Chinese flu. I'm going to go out and be, I'm going to do something terrible to a Chinese person who has nothing to do with it. You know that there are people like that. I've seen many, I've many, seen, many, many people like that. I've seen many videos. Of, right. Yeah. So in the midst of, in three years into World War One, and this is where the history comes in. Three years into World War One, a flu started to develop. And the flu where it developed interestingly was a military base in kansas united states had just joined the war and this flu developed and this patient one whoever it was may have spread it to a couple of guys they moved the entire division across the atlantic ocean and i might be a year early on this it was maybe it was 1918 because that's when the americans really got involved 1918 let's say they go across the ocean they come they land hundred people are sick and it spreads from there and it goes to from what we from what we know now anyway it goes it goes across lines it doesn't the international boundaries it goes you know you know british french american to german austrian ottoman all the way around the reason that the spanish flu was called the spanish flu is because at that time england france germany austria the Ottomans, Italy, um, Canada, uh, the United States all had one thing in common. What was that one thing that Spain would not have in common with them? What do you think? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that you're not going to get this. 
but you're, you're going to be shocked at the answer. What could be the one thing that those countries all had going on besides the fact that they were involved in the war and Spain wasn't? What was the one thing they had in common? I have absolutely no idea. And what year is this? This is 1917, 1918, 1919. What do they have in common? They all had something in common. And it's pivotal, I would say, to your belief system, both of you. And in fact, most people listening to the show would find this to be an extremely important tenement of how we live our lives and what we believe is right and wrong. Was it, was it, was Spain, was, was Spain ruled a certain way politically that was different than all of them? sort of on the right track with that. And was Spain it, had a mess of a century in terms of leadership, but was it was fascist or communist? No, not yet. Hmm. Was it religious? Nope. Hmm. Not religious. I don't know. The reason that I'm it was called the Spanish flu yes. is because all of the countries I named and all of their colonies, and there was, that's most of the world at that point. They liked PS4 over Xbox. Model. No, but they should. Wow. They made the right choice. Yes. Wow. Um, and then Spain was like, no, 360 is better. We've been playing that. And then we graduated <laughs> to the Xbox One. And we're wow. going to get the next Xbox as well. Yeah. I always Microsoft thought it was over nothing. Like, yeah, right. it is pretty stupid. It was it's even more stupid. petty than I thought. And yeah, then the rest no. of the world is like, no, we started on PS2 and went to PS3 and now we're PS4 people. What Spain what had it? that <laughs> the United States, England, Canada, well, like, I say, Britain, so it, you know, we're talking about New Zealand, Australia, uh, Canada, Great Britain, France, and its colonies, um, America. All of them did not have at that time freedom of the press. What? Spain had freedom of the press. Woodrow Wilson, uh, uh, I mean, the British had the Wartime Act, which I believe was the thing that restricted the press. So they censored the press. So they would stop stories from being reported properly. The French had it. Uh, Canada had it. Uh, because if you have too many horror stories coming back from the front lines, nobody signs up for your war. Like what, what happens when you throw a war and nobody signs up? Yeah, then you have to start drafting people. And the United States, and this is interesting, Woodrow Wilson to me, in my, in my opinion, was one of the worst presidents in American history for this reason. Um, there were a couple of reasons. I don't like the 14 points that he put out there because they were very, very vague. And anybody that knows Woodrow Wilson knows what I'm talking about. And they, lo- they caused more problems, I think, than they solved. Number two, he put into... He put guy. into... He put into uh, I know Woodrow Wilson from an episode of The Simpsons. Okay. <laughs> so he's a guy... Uh, so what, what was it that, that they, they referred to him as... Um, what did they say? They, he was not popular. He was, he was very popular, hugely popular. Really? Hugely popular, unless you had to deal with him. I think the British prime minister called him Jesus. He was like, he's like, oh, I have to deal with Jesus. Like, because he was so, Let me look so focused on his, on his thing. So Woodrow Wilson puts into the thing there, when America goes to war at this point, it becomes unpatriotic, and therefore you can go to jail for criticizing the war effort or anything that could be deemed to harm the war effort. So they put together a very general clause. So if you're reporting on this flu pandemic that was happening in Kansas at the time, that could be considered, because it was at a military base, unpatriotic, and they throw you in jail. Wow. So the oh. only country in the world that was reliably reporting this stuff, at least as reliable as you could in the middle of a world war and at the beginning of the 19th century, sorry, 20th century, was Spain. So that's why it's called the Spanish flu, because the first time anybody heard about it in mass media was from Spanish newspapers. 
No way. Get it out. So it actually, from what so they, they traced. So they blame the them for the flu because they were just reported on they it? They were the only ones reporting it. That was the, so most soldiers on the front lines hadn't heard about the flu. And then all of a sudden, so these Spanish newspapers keep talking about this flu that's really devastating. And then all of a sudden, it's devastating across the world. They're like, well, I guess it came from Spain. And you can see how they would have thought that. But they, when he actually, who smelt it dealt it a pandemic? Yeah, yeah. And there's pretty good evidence to suggest that the Allied powers and probably the Central powers as well knew quite well where it came from and just weren't talking about it. Oh, yeah, and in I'm fact, sure they, they kept hiding it from the soldiers because that would distract from fighting a war. And it started in Kansas, like in America? I believe that was the... That was the that's, yeah. the, that's the prevailing thought. I don't, I don't know right. if you can ever prove that completely. Yeah. Um, but it was, um, let me just see. I Googled Woodrow Wilson real quick. Yeah, I was wrong. I was, I was definitely oh, thinking about someone okay, else. Yeah. Yeah. There, was an, yeah. he, there was something about the Federal Reserve. I won't get into it. That's Adam. There was an episode <laughs> of The Simpsons where they were trying to create, they create a fake uh, boyfriend for Mrs. Krabappel and they used the name Woodrow. Uh, as as the fake boyfriend because of Woodrow Wilson. And yeah. they used a picture of, I believe, Bobby Orr. No, Gordy Howe. They, I remember Howe. this. Do you remember I that remember, episode? Yes, yes. <laughs> it was, and really it was a picture of Gordy Howe. <laughs> it was Gordy Howe. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, so, yeah, there were a lot of like random hockey things in The Simpsons, yeah. like a lot more than other shows. And it's because of, yeah. was it Matt Groening? Groening? Yeah, uh, Canadian. Yeah, well, he's, he's a Canadian. Hockey fan. I yeah. just looked it up. I just looked it up just on the Spanish flu, guys. Sorry to, sorry to, to distract you from The Simpsons. <laughs> Please tell me you're totally wrong. First known case, military base, March 11th, 1918, Kansas. Wow. There it is. That's, that's the first known case. Doesn't even mean it started there, but that's the first known case. And so they call you, it the Spanish flu. Yeah. yeah sucks, that's right? fucked or up. The, or the Spanish lady, because at the time, they said things like Spanish lady. Um, but I, I, uh, um, that's why... I would have a major problem. Well, there's more than one reason why I'd have a major problem with calling something the Chinese flu. Um, we don't know where the hell this thing came from. They still don't know where the Spanish flu came from. And yeah, you can pin it down, but you know that science changes all the time or that, that you know, I, I'm not an epidemiologist, but I would assume that there could be some questions raised by anybody that said definitively it had to have started in this province. I don't think they know zero is yet i don't i just don't know and and so and beyond that it's it's just a really fucking dangerous thing to do and not good so anybody advocating for that cut your shit out it's stupid call it covid19 this is why scientific names are here because it has nothing to do with where it came from who cares where it came from yeah no I now, mean, did tells, the chinese handle it, it properly and did they create a cause a bigger problem than than they probably should have. Yes, and it yes. Did. but the Chinese government acted the way the Chinese government always acts. They try to suppress, 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 and then they went, "Oh fuck, we can't do anything." <laughs> All right, I guess we'll work with everybody. It's else like now. when you're a kid and you're like, "I can hide this from my parents until yes! it gets into a big enough issue," and you're like, "Fuck, I have to go tell my dad." Yeah, uh-huh. like you, you saw, you guys saw Chernobyl, right? Like the Chernobyl yes. thing. Yes. The Russians were like, "Okay, we're gonna hide this." We're fuck, we can't hide it. Yeah. That's yeah. how authoritarian governments work. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they. The, the Chinese government acted how the Chinese government acts. Please do not label this on a, on a, on a, on a country or a random border that humans have created and, or a group of people. It's COVID-19. It's coronavirus. There's a reason why it's scientifically named. Please don't put it 
in that because we should have learned from the Spanish flu 100 years ago that that's not necessarily true and that there's reasonable doubt. You see all those memes? You see all those memes? It's like Winnie the Pooh saying coronavirus, and then it's like Winnie the Pooh with like a top hat and a monocle. COVID-19. Yeah. <laughs> I just say co- I think I think they should have picked one. Just one. They have. It's COVID-19. I know. But why I- coronavirus first? So COVID-19 is what you get from coronavirus. Oh. So coronavirus is the, it's the new coronavirus because there have been previous coronaviruses. So the, and then COVID-19 is the disease that you get from coronavirus. So it, coronavirus is the carrier, basically? Is the virus. Is the virus. And then what you get is, is. you have COVID-19. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Science, dude. Technical term. Good thing we don't have Adam Science Corner. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, so we just had Chris Johnston on last show. At some point, I want to get the hockey guy, but also like a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think we should have a doctor. That'd be good. Why not, man? I yeah. actually, I do know someone who works at, um, oh God, what's the giant hospital? He, one of the giant hospitals. I'm sure it really matters to this story. A researcher. No, it doesn't. But no, I can get this person on the show. I just give you shit, yeah. man. Yeah. And uh, COVID-19 stands for Coronavirus Disease 2019, I believe. Oh. Is, there, is COVID-19. Does it? Damn, Damn yeah. Jesse. I didn't know that. Anyway. You made that so there you go. What other questions have we for the press conference? No. I'm going to pull this one up if you give me Steve. a moment. Yeah. Let's get let's let's get hung up on a small detail that'll derail oh, the whole story. Yeah. What do you think? I I'm definitely <laughs> down for that always. I'm definitely down for that always. Oh my anyway, God. the guy that was robbing the bank was uh, driving a, I think it was a uh, Chrysler. Camry? No. F- Camry. Oh God. Oh. oh. SL. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Anyway, it was fast. It was fast. He drove fast. Fuck, I'm the worst. <laughs> No, you're, <sighs> I just you. you're just my favorite you're my favorite boy how could i possibly be how could anyone stand this <laughs> jesse's still looking at pictures um, at, at questions can you Porn. can you name mm. steven adam the player directly above austin matthews on the list of all-time goals as a toronto Maple Leaf, and the player directly below austin matthews on the list of players on the all-time uh, goals leader for the toronto Maple Leafs. now one is a current leaf hmm. that is the one austin matthews just passed uh so he player... just passed a teammate yes and it's all-time goals on the leafs on the leafs Man, I would have said Kadri. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at points. Oh, you're looking at points. Let me me refresh this. Refresh this. Let me refresh this. All right. So, we're going to change the question a little. Okay. One, two, three, four. Can you name the four players that Matthews just passed on the goals leader? For the Toronto Maple Leafs, all-time goals. goals leader, just goals. So and one of them is a current teammate. So the four players he passed, none of them currently play for the Leafs. Okay, two are legends, two are recent Toronto icons, big fans, big parts of the team. Guys love them. Huge part of losing to the Boston Bruins. Mm. Well, not so we one got, of them is Nazem Kadri. Then we got four, we got four names. You can put your heads together, come up with four names. Given two are legends, two are recent Leafs. This is from Marco Di Tullio on my DMs. 
I think you're right on Kadri. Kessel's a tough one because Kessel, Kessel pretty consistently put up 30 goals a year. There's no, Matthews couldn't have passed him already. What season is this for Matthews? Four? Yeah, but he could have. Two 40-plus no. goals and two 30-plus goal seasons. I mean, he's, close to, he's closing in on 200 goals already. Do you want his number? Yeah. Austin Matthews has scored 158 goals as a Leaf. I can see a world where Austin Matthews has more goals than Nazem Kadri. Yeah, Nas for sure. Nas, I mean, Nas had the two 32 goal seasons, but he's also like really. He's had some down season scores a few times. Um, I'm going to say. Kadri for sure. James Van Riemsdyk. Oh, man, even him. Because he's not passing Kessel yet. One Kessel had like Kessel had like four or five 30 goal seasons, didn't he? Yeah, but like five 30 goal seasons is 150. 150. Mm. But it bit this, we're talking about a big part of losing to Boston. Were both guys on that Boston team, Jesse? Uh, Kessel was, not JVR. Uh, no, JVR was on that team. Yeah. Well, which, which Boston series, I guess, is what we're talking about. Well, JVR was in all of them. 2012. Or no, no, he wasn't. He was in. Oh, you said 2012? 2012, Boston. Kessel. That's who we're talking about. Yeah. Kessel. So, Kadri Kessel. And Those two guys two are legends? Ones? Yes. And two All guys right. are legends? Or do you want to cut le- this up? And two legends. Dave Keon, Norm Ullman. Dave Keon's a good one because he was a Leaf for a long time, but he wasn't like a goal scorer. He was like a two-way forward. He hasn't – no, he didn't pass it. Do you Dave Keon only has 158 goals? I'm just saying you guys are way off on that one. Are we? Yeah, yeah. I, Dave he's more like over, a defensive guy. He's that, got over I guess... 300 goals. Well. Oh, oh, wow. All yeah. right, well, I'm going to say Keon because that was my answer. <laughs> okay. um, th- Keon's third all-time on Leafs Okay, goals. well, I stand wow. by it. I stand by it. Lanny McDonald. All right, so give me your four names. Kessel, Van Riemsdyk. Um, Normal men and Dave Keon, Kessel, Kadri, Keon, and Lanny McDonald. <laughs> Out of your eight names, you got one. What? <laughs> was it Kadri? It was JVR. Oh, hey! Oh! <laughs> yeah. right. One nothing. All right. Wow. Adam, way to go. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I meant it. It was on purpose. I so, for sure knew. The four players that Matthews passed this season on the all-time goals leaders for the Toronto Maple Leafs were Tyler Bozak, number 31 on the list. Oh. He has 136 goals as a Leaf. Number 30, Darcy Tucker. 148 oh. goals as a Leaf. Boria Salming, 29, 148 goals for the Leafs. And 28, JVR, 158 goals for wow, the Leafs. Boria Salming had a lot of goals. Eh? Those are good names. He yeah. did. Did you see the video of him? He had like a potted plant and he was doing uh, Russian twists. Was he? Like ab exercise. He's Dude. gronked. He's for someone his age. He's like almost 70 or something. Yeah, man. I saw him once face-to-face at uh, the Eaton Center. He was just there. After, it was after the Legends versus Legends game, the Detroit-Toronto one that, remember the next day, Austin scored in overtime? I think you were there, Steve. I think that's the... I, I was. That's I got to see him. Is that that picture? The picture we always oh, make fun one, of? The... Yes, it is. Um, I, I got the... to see Boria. Um, Brian McCabe called him Skeletor because he was, <laughs> he was the fittest-looking guy on the entire team. Yeah, he's in incredible shape. And an underwear model of his own Boreas Salming underwear 
boxer briefs in Sweden. He is 68 wow. years old. He's going to turn a nice 69 this week. Wow. April 17th. Um, this friggin' guy played 1148 games, 150 goals, 787 points as a defenseman. Wow. That's a lot. That's and crazy. And he played one season at the end of his career with Detroit. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Yeah, because the Leafs were friggin' jerks. Let's talk about things that should have never happened for a thousand. Yeah, Boo. well, the Leafs were friggin' jerks, man. I don't know what else you want to say. They were the worst. They were the worst. Back then, the Leafs were the worst. They were terrible. Worst. Terrible yeah, organization to play for. Um, okay, Jesse, one more question. We have time. This one comes from Cole Hayes. Cole Hayes wants to know, for the next podcast, could you please ask Adam if he's been washing the lower half of his legs in order to stay safe during the pandemic? Interesting. That's a very interesting question. And the answer is no. I've been washing them the same, I've, same way I've always washed them. <laughs> so no. <laughs> so no. <laughs> ew. Um, I don't know if that's ew or if that's the smart thing to do, but nice. I believe it's the smart thing to do. No, I, 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 I probably have. I haven't even thought about it, to be honest with you. So there's, there's little things like, okay, here's one. Mm-hmm. Have you been receiving packages a and B have you been opening those packages outside? What? Cause what? that's what they, t- they tell you to do. Is that's, it? If, yeah. If you receive a package, you take it out of the box outside, you bring it inside and then you obviously wash your hands. Really? So you leave the box outside. Yes. Oh. I mean, you don't huck it into the street, but you just you just don't bring it in the house. That's all. <laughs> I, I know huck people, it into the street. <laughs> I know people who are disinfecting their groceries before they put them in the fridge. Absolutely not. <laughs> and, <laughs> Absolutely not. And, and you know There's, what? Like, I'm in isolation, so I, I don't feel the need to do that. Um, wash them. Wash them. Well, you wash your veggies, but I'm talking about bags of chips. No. <laughs> I know people that are doing it. Simply you should wash not. your hands, not the chips. No, you wash the, you wash the bag of chips. Too. <laughs> no, wash your hands. That's what they do. I mean, I super don't want to get it. No. But no. if we get to that point, I think I'm done. <laughs> I think I'm done. I'm not sanitizing. For my own pride, I am not sanitizing a bag of chips. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I think I super don't want to get it. But like... Yeah. If it's, I draw the line at Doritos. Um, you know, do you guys last bastion of freedom? Do you guys have a movie or television show recommendation for anybody else in isolation? I'm gonna go first. I've watched the two first uh, uh, parts of The Purge. I know there's you, like, are there's, they good? There's oh. eight parts now or something like that. Uh, no. But I watched the first two movies of it's The like Purge, the and they that. are really good. Are they? Yeah, um, yeah. I really enjoyed them. Ethan Hawke's in the first one. He does a great job. That's a guy. Yeah, he's like, a guy. He, was, he was huge for a while, and now <laughs> yeah. he's like in The Purge. Now he's he was. in The Purge. <laughs> There's certain actors Yo, or was, actresses that disappeared to one movie series that has like 10 parts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Forever. Yep. Like yeah, all he's the not, people in Fast and the Furious except for The Rock. A bit, yeah. Like do just that. <laughs> he's not in the second one, so I don't know if he's in any of the future ones. But next up is Purge Election Year, so I'll see where that one goes. That's the third Purge, and then I've heard Amazon. That's a really good one. Amazon started a series. There's so now there's a TV show about the Purge, and my favorite part about it is uh, imagining what it would be like in real life. 
So I was <laughs> when I'm that sitting there. That does not like, sound like the least. <laughs> the but but you all. put it you put it into perspective of like real life. I would think like oh if I worked at like I work at Bell Media. Bell Media would have a clause and it's like if you work here you got to sign your contract. No Bell Media employee is allowed to participate in the purge. Like it'd be stuff like little things like that. How society would be different. Is that what? a thing? No. But oh. I would think that's just what I think about during these movies. No, I thought there was a thing in the movie like, hey, listen, <laughs> if you work at Blockbuster, right. <laughs> you or can't like, go whacking someone from Video 99. <laughs> right. right. You can't, can't go do that. Or like you might, your, your, your workplace might have like a safe hub on purge night. If you work here, you can come to this safe hub and we'll protect you and your family. Purge no, parties. You know? hey, and the whole thing with the for a movie. The someone whole thing has with a the purge, purge party thing. where they're all safe and someone goes yeah. in and that's like, it's like purge meets saw, like alien versus predator, <laughs> jigsaw during the purge. I want to play a game. In the movie, the purpose of the purge is to get rid of like the lower class citizens. So oh. they have, they have like some, it's like a, like it's a spoiler alert. The, the government is killing some of the... Oh, Steve doesn't want... You don't want to hear? No, no, it's all good. It's all good? Okay. The, the movie's like 10 years old. If you haven't watched it yet, I think yeah. it'd be okay. Like, the government sends some trucks to get rid of some extra people, like an extra round of homeless people and lower class citizens, the poor, because normal people aren't doing enough killing. Oh. So, that, so the government sends out their own military trucks to just to off people. It's fucking... It's crazy. You should watch The Purge. Dude, I should watch that. Anyways, I watch that. What I are your two rooms? I love dystopian shit, man. That's yeah. that, that'll be interesting. It's good. Um, you guys, you didn't hear this story, Steve, but I, Jesse I, I and I talked it, about it on. I saw uh, love you, man, the other day. Um, <laughs> Jesse and I talked about this story on uh, on the on the morning show. Um, somebody used the siren from the purge to uh, to. There's a curfew in Louisiana, and I guess it's like nine o'clock, and and they thought the government was doing this. It turned out it was just some random person, but they took the siren from the purge and started blaring it. So the entire town could hear it. <laughs> <laughs> and people freaked freak out. out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Cool, cool anyway. shit. And cool on that shit. special note. No, you guys got to give your recommendations. Oh, what's our recommendations? So, TV or movies? TV or movies. TV or movies. What should people watch? Well, um, hmm. I have just gotten into, and I am way behind on this, Parks and Rec is... <gasps> Just so funny. I have Amazon Prime because we the the owner the um uh we wanted the ability to order things in, especially when we had a, a kid and it was like, you know, you're just not gonna be able to get to the store and now you really need it. Uh damn, that show is so so well done. And if you're a fan of the office, it's like the office, but TJ said it's like a little bit more digestible, like easier to get into. Uh than even the office. It's really, really well done. And you cannot believe it's like it's like future superstar, future superstar, future superstar. Like the cast is outrageous. Like it's mm -hmm. so talented. Everybody on that show, like there's not a person on that show who's not an enormous star now. Have you, got, have you gotten to the season where Paul Rudd is, is uh, no, Bobby is Newport? He, is he in it? Yeah, Paul Rudd is in it. And he is so funny. Oh God, I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait. Mm. So good. Steve, what's yours? Uh... I'm going to say some of my old ones because I haven't watched a ton lately, but uh, there was... Oh, too busy playing hockey with the Dangle Navy, right? I mean, yeah. And Red Dead for the third time. Got him. <laughs> oh, really? I, yeah, I, I got to stop. Um, uh, Schitt's Creek is super good. No Canadians uh, discovered it until it was on Netflix, but it's an uh, un underrated treasure. 
Same with Working Moms, another Canadian show on CBC that no one <laughs> really... you and CBC shows? They're good. They're also, both Family like... Feud Canada with Jerry D. I saw that <laughs> also, the other day and it was good. The National. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really Talk shit about the National again, Jesse. Talk <laughs> shit about Peter Mansbridge ever. That is my yes. adopted father. How dare Pe- you? Peter Mansbridge hasn't been on the National for four years. Yeah, the National. Was... No, I know that. He they was had on four ice anchors surfing. on it for a while. He was on ice surfing more much. recently than he was on the National. Yeah. He was on ice serving last year. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm not new to this party, but if you haven't seen it yet and you're in the mood for a weird laugh. Kim's Convenience. Kim's Convenience. No, Heartland. So Heartland <laughs> is about, no. That's even worse! No, no, no. Um, I think you should leave. It's a great show on Netflix. Really? Yes. Right. I wasn't, yeah, telling Jesse to leave. What is it about? Me? I think you should leave. No. It's a guy, I forget his name. He used to be a writer for SNL and he did a sketch comedy show for Netflix and it's just fucking really weird. All right. They're all really weird. Check I imagine if you're high, it's amazing. Um, it is. You imagine? But also sober, it's better. <laughs> or it's, it's also good. Okay. Oh, hey, as long as we're talking about being baked, I tried something last night. What did you try? <laughs> I don't know where we're, I don't know where we're going, but okay, where are we going? Cats. Oh. Oh man. yeah, you did mention this. And I made it thirty-five minutes Oof. before I just had to be like, "What the?" F-? Not so good. it is a straight-up musical. Yes, Cats is there, a musical. Yeah, but, but never... there's no spoken lines. It's all singing. Yep. And if you can't understand them, you just miss the whole plot. The main cat, I'm like, boy, they've adapted to life outside really quickly. And it's fucked. It's, and it's just full. Every cat that you see is an actor that you vaguely recognize. And you go, every, every one of them, every actor, fire your agent. Idris Elba is in that movie. James Corden is in that movie. Like none of these people needed the money. Not like super naked in it too. Isn't he like needed the money? What? Isn't he like super naked in it too? Like, don't you see? Some Aren't they stuff? all naked? So I read, and this was this was this was from Seth Rogen getting high and watching cats. Mm. He was tweeting about it, getting high and watching cats, and someone said that they had a friend who oh, was hired. I don't know if this is true. Here, you want to tell? Uh, so tell the Seth Rogen part, and then I'll I'll give you the the Snopes uh, explanation. Okay. Mm, oh, okay. So Go supposedly, ahead. supposedly, someone tweeted at Seth Rogen and said they had a friend who was hired to work on the movie Cats because the original edit, all the cats had buttholes, <laughs> and this person's sole job was to get rid of the buttholes, which prompted Seth Rogen to start the hashtag release the butthole in <laughs> now is that true jesse now so what when they filmed the movie they didn't include buttholes in the cats so that would be ridiculous but <laughs> in some instances there might be like a, an elbow or like a knee crevice or just something a speck on the cat that looks like it might be a butthole so there might be something on the costume that might be there in one particular frame or scene that might be interpreted as a butthole. So they did hire a couple of CGI artists to go through the movie and edit thing, anything out that be, could be interpreted as a, a woman's 
vagina or a butthole or a penis or anything like that. Anything that could be interpreted that way. But it wasn't designed with those things in mind. It's so shocking that something so bad could have cost so much money. You know? It's... And also, like, if anybody had ever seen Cats the musical, it was hard enough to follow. Why did they feel like Cats never... Cats doesn't make sense. Like, if you've seen... Anybody that's seen Cats is like, that made no sense. It's nonsensical, right? It's a nonsensical play. So why would make... Why make it into a movie? (laughs) If you don't know what a jellicle is going into the movie, you're fucked. And that's a word that's not real. So if you don't know the word that isn't real, heading into the movie, you have no shot. You have no chance. Watch, now we're going to get, what is there, Cats Twitter? Is that a thing? <laughs> are, you gonna, no, are we getting canceled by Cats Twitter? Are, are you going to finish know. it? I'm ready. I don't, did I finish it? Are no. you going to try and finish it? No, uh, I don't know. I got to go to the OCS website. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm running out. I don't know. I don't know. Well, on that butthole note, we're going to wrap up the show. <laughs> Um, we, I, I agree with Seth Rogen. They should release the buttholes edit. Release the butthole edit. <laughs> release it. Oh, gosh. Um, listen, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back Wednesday continuing to do our show. Uh, we're not really sure what the content will be at this point, but I'm sure we can find something to talk about. In the meantime, we are going to start doing a few more um, extended press conferences. So if you've got a couple questions, yes. send them Jesse's way. And I know we've got a huge back- backlog to clear as well. So if you have submitted, Jesse's seen him. We're working on it. All right? Yeah. It's, you know, it's mostly Steve and I's fault because our answers are so damn long. But yes. we love you. We'll see you soon. Bye. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness. Connection complete.